At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. To first strike on Visa, and I'm your host, Dave Ross. For the next hour, we're going to break down everything in UFC 278. And whew, the champ is back. Kamaru Usman trying to defend that 170-pound championship against Leon Rocky Edwards, a matchup, a rematch from seven years ago that Usman won by unanimous decision. To help me along here, Lou Finicaro is going to join us momentarily. Jordan Sherwood out of Chicago. We're going to have Kevin Ioli and Reed Kuhn joining the program as well. But without further ado, let's... Meet the man that you call Gamblu on Twitter. That's how you can find him. Of course, he's the host of the Bout Business Podcast. Lou Finicaro. Lou, it's always great to catch up with you, my friend. We talked on Tuesday on First Strike, First Look. Shameless plug. And here we are three days later. And I get to the main event here with Kamar Usman against Leon Edwards. And it's a very intriguing fight for many, many different reasons here for this championship belt. Has anything changed since you watched the weigh-ins today from our discussion three days ago? No, actually, both uh, champion and challenger were the first two on the scale, uh, looking great, fresh, ready, professional, and almost, except for a couple of stragglers, uh, really everyone was fresh and on the scale early. So uh, that's a good thing uh, to see. Uh, Really, what uh, the only struggle uh, was in a fight uh, where Santos, the last man to stand on the scale was a little wobbly, but uh, getting to the main event, uh, I would say nothing's changed except uh, in my process of 
straining through interviews and everything else I do with my time through the week. Yeah, I do believe that distraction uh, might be a big word that we'll be using on Sunday. Oh, wow. Very interesting. As we recap, uh, after what happens at UFC 278, I look at this fight and I always think of uh, Piano Man by Billy Joel when he said, when I wore a younger man's clothes. Well, the first time they fought, Leon Edwards was 23. Right. And now here we are, 35 and 37 years later. Usman was 28 back in those days. And it was a relatively easy decision for Usman, really utilized his wrestling in that three round bout. Now we have potentially five rounds here. Stylistically, how do you see it playing out, Lou? Because Leon Edwards, the defense and the takedown defense is better. His wrestling is better. But does he really want to go down to the mat with a Nigerian nightmare? Uh, absolutely not. What, what what we hope to find, what I hope to discover, and what I hope everyone will see is dynamic difference in his ability to keep Kamaru from taking him down. That's how his seven years is going to manifest itself. That's going to be aided by the fact that this is the first fight since uh, Usman won the title that he's fought someone as big as or bigger than him, and Edward's going to be much bigger than him, two inches taller and uh, five years younger. Edwards is now a fully mature fighting man at 30. And Usman, in my opinion, has had to endure challenges, four different challenges, though a lot of them were blown up lightweights. Yes, there was still emotional and physical preparedness, while at the same time, uh, Edwards wasn't really able to fight because of COVID and travel in England and and guys ducking him, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think he, his size, his maturity, and his ability to defend the takedown, if in fact he's able to, t to defend the takedown, and if in fact this becomes a striking battle, Edwards' advantage on the feet is as great as Usman's on the floor, in my opinion. I totally 100% agree with that. If this fight stays standing, this is a live dog at plus 285 for Rocky Edwards here. In order to do that, he's got to utilize that reach, as you mentioned here, that he has uh, actually, Usman has the reach advantage, but you don't think of Usman that way. I know when you look at the Masvidal fight, sometimes you can fall in love with those knockouts, and it was a spectacular knockout of Jorge Masvidal, something we had never seen. He stopped Gilbert Burns as well, but six of his last eight fights that have been five-round fights, whether as the champion or in main events, it's gone to the decision for Kamaru Usman. Do you see this one here? Four and a half rounds is the total here, juice to the over. Do you think this one might potentially hit the cards as well? You know, Dave, that's a great question. I have less strong feeling on how Edwards is going to get it done because I can see him through three or four rounds. Yes, Usman works hard, and there's no question he knows how to prepare for a fight, but distraction, again, here's that word again. He, he's taking private jets. He's wearing silk clothes. He's <laughs> filming movies. He's got kids in private schools. I think, I think that can manifest itself in sometimes decay. He's 35, and it, now he's going to face his biggest challenge. So how does Edward get it done? I can see Edwards finishing him. Yes, I can see that in the fourth or fifth. That said, I could see Edwards winning a decision as well. If that's going to be the case, it's going to have to be one-sided, I think. Yeah, and again, if you think he can get it done by decision, that's 8-1 uh, to one for Leon Edwards if it does, in fact, hit the scorecards. To your point, I mean, if you didn't see it, go ahead and check it out, people. The green suit that Kamar Usman wore without a shirt underneath was spectacular. Leon Edwards was in a T-shirt. So very different approaches here in the face-offs that we've seen this week. You know, I was listening to Paolo Costa 
and uh, and Luke Rockhold. I guess they really don't like each other here, Luke, because they were really hurling the insults uh, one way or the other. I don't know if you read into that at all. But again, three-round potential fight here at middleweight. What do you make of this? We haven't seen Rockhold in a while. And Costa, you never really know what you're going to get. What do you think we get tomorrow night? What I know I saw was Costa be the fourth guy on the scale, as we mentioned three days ago when we were on first look. I had to see that. And he got on, he looked ripped, and he's ready to go. And I think that's bad news for Luke Rockhold. Listen, Rockhold is a model, and he retired for a reason. On Saturday night, Costa's going to show him and us why Rockhold retired, because I don't think Rockhold's going to be able to keep this explosive kind of a motivated focus Costa off of him and he's going to touch him. And when he touches him, Rockhold's going to crumble a big number. If you want to lay it with Costa, but there it is by K O T K R D Q for Costa. That's minus a dollar 50. So that might be a way to play it. If you think he gets it done inside the decision, uh, inside the distance to win by a decision. Look at that. Plus three fifty. If you think the big favorite, it's going to go, all 15 minutes, the odds makers out here are telling you they are not. And Lou, I've never heard a fight described this way by the UFC. They actually tweeted out, is this the best looking matchup ever for middleweights? I mean, these two guys have a very high opinion of one another. Yeah, as I heard another person say earlier in the week, both guys are allergic to shirts. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and they're a little bit that way. Uh, yeah. but, but, the, but, the, but the psychology of the fight is great. Costa is going to be explosive and a, and a Tasmanian devil, and that threatens Rockhold. And Rockhold is going to try and keep his distance and get to uh, Costa emotionally, mentally. Uh, he believes Costa can break. And so while Rockhold's calling him weak-minded, Costa's telling him that, you know, he can't eat cabbage and that, <laughs> you know, Rockhold's chin is weak as two-day-old uh, Mountain Dew. So it, this should be a very interesting fight. There's no way for me to get involved in betting it. I've looked at every possible angle. Uh, I'm not going to pay minus 150 for Costa inside the distance or minus 175 for him, uh, KOTKO. I'm going to watch the fight, but I expect him to finish Luke Rockle. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I really don't know what to expect from those two guys because you really never know uh, the motivation. And to your point about Rockle coming back out of retirement for this fight, we'll see how that plays out. A guy that uh, might never retire, and if he doesn't, I'm fine with watching the King of Rio Get back out there. And Jose Aldo now down at Bantamweight. I've uh, been very competitive. He's won his last three in the Bantamweight division after a couple stumbles uh, when he moved down from 145. Now he takes on Mirab Delishvili here. And you look at Delishvili coming off that win against Marlon Marais, but his six prior victories before that were all unanimous decisions. So I look at it, Lou, and I go, if this possibly hits the cards, you know who the Salt Lake City fans are going to be rooting for. What type of fight do you see between Aldo and Mirab in this one? Well, the bookmakers have aligned the fight at two and a half over minus 220. So they see decision. And I don't know that I can disagree with that. I think this can be a very, very competitive fight. For Davalishvili, it has he has to get this fight to the ground. That's foundational for his success. And for Aldo, he's got to keep it standing. I think that's foundational for his because each man's overly dominant in each area. The issue is, is Aldo is more, what much more well-rounded and his takedown defense is obtuse. It's hard to take him down. He's much larger and he'll be the much larger, heavier man than Davalishvili. 
in the cage on Saturday night. Valashvili has been fighting guys like Stamen and John Dodson that are smaller than him. He's 5'6". Even Morris at 5'6", smaller than Aldo. So this is going to be a bigger guy. And I think that uh, Mirab is going to have dynamic difficulty getting Aldo down. And I think that if it's Aldo's fight, I don't put it past Aldo to win a decision or to finish him because Mirab will be charging in. And does he find a knee, an elbow, or something as he's coming in? I think this is a good spot for Aldo. And I know the market disagrees with me, but all the market has done all week is added CLV to Aldo's side, so I'll take it. Yeah, up to a plus a dollar twenty here uh, at DraftKings. And remember when this fight was initially announced, it was Aldo who was the small favorite. Now, to your point, uh, the plus, plus dog got about a minute to go, Lou. When people check out the Bout Business podcast, what do they get each and every week? Just recorded. They're going to get sixteen minutes of this week five releases that we track each week and monitor our, our uh, uh, you know, profitability. We're profitable into this week and looking to build upon it. I appreciate you not only mentioning that, Dave, but having me on this great program. It's a great watch, and people can learn from every different kind of opinion watching this show. Absolutely, and i got to say, you're, you're mom's favorite back home in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So, Lou, appreciate you each and every week here on First Strike. Enjoy the fights. We'll catch up again next week, my friend. Thanks. Good luck, everyone. And thanks, Mom. <laughs> there he is, Lou Finnecaro. Follow him on Twitter at Gamble. When we come back, going back to Chicago, Jordan Sherwood joins us next here on First Strike. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we roll on. First strike here on VEASAN. Taking a look at UFC 278 with the man that holds down Chicago. He is Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063 and the host of the unnamed MMA podcast. Still no name, right, Jordan? Still no name. Why why rename it when we get to talk to both Kamara Uzman and Leon Edwards like we did yesterday? So. There's no reason to change up the, no. the vibe, and it's a positive vibe that we're getting with no. your name, MMA Podcast. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And uh, let's talk about that. Let's start right there with the two guys here. You and I were talking before we actually came on about the the kind of the rise of Kamaru Usman. You go way back to the Ultimate Fighter. He wasn't even highly regarded then, and now we're talking about arguably the greatest welterweight of all time at 170 pounds. What'd you make of your conversation with him? He's a big favorite. We understand why at minus 345. Uh, what'd you glean from that conversation with the champ? I, I, I'll talk about both. I mean, both guys are confident, and, and rightly so. I mean, you got Leon Edwards, who's unbeaten in 10 fights. Kamaru Uzman's won 13 fights in a row since you know they fought last uh, in his UFC debut. But just, just, just how much Kamaru Uzman has evolved. I mean, and evolved as a fighter since the last time that they fought. I mean, we were just talking about it. He came in on the Ultimate Fighter reality series as a wrestler and a pretty good wrestler. And, and, and really for the first four or five fights in his career, that's, that's really all he needed to win fights. But then he evolved as a striker. He evolved his cardio. He evolved his all-around game, got himself associated with an outstanding team. And really, look, he's in the conversation now. I'm not just the greatest welterweight of all time, one of the greatest fighters of all time. And I don't see how you can argue against it. He has fought a who's who, in the welterweight division, has welcomed on all types of challenges, all types of contenders. And look, Leon Edwards is 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 next in that long line of, of guys that Kamaru Usman, I think, is going to once again prove himself to be one of the greatest fighters that we have currently on the roster. Yeah, it's a great point. And again, Edwards hasn't lost since he lost to Kamaru Usman seven years ago, uh, the first time these guys fought. And to your point about that long winning streak, Edwards has clearly gotten better, right? We, we know now his takedown oh, yeah. defense is much better than the first time when they fought. But even though you've excelled and gotten a lot better in that category, that's still Kamaru Usman's world. That's where he lives. That's where he thrives. Is there any danger that Usman, after the knockout of Masvidal and taking care of Gilbert Burns in short order, that he falls in love with the hands a little bit? Or do you think he's still going to be the same Kamaru Usman, which is mix it up and you don't know what's coming next? I think we're going to have to see the same Kamaru Usman. I mean, because look, we, we saw it against Colby Covington as, as well. You know, he, Kamaru Usman's got unbelievable power for uh, the welterweight division. And I certainly think he's going to look to showcase that, but his bread and butter is, is the wrestling. We've, we've, we've seen he actually in his last fight, Leon Edwards get tagged late in the fight against Nate Diaz. 
Uh, but I, I think also Kamaru Usman's a smart fighter. Kamaru Usman knows where his strengths lie and where he's going to have to look to take this fight to the ground. And I think that's what he's going to do. I, I think he's going to look to kind of just suffocate Leon Edwards and, and take advantage also of, I think, a cardio advantage that he'll have over, over Leon Edwards. And, and yes, you are absolutely right, Dave. Leon Edwards has, has evolved as a fighter since the last time. But there are levels to this game, as you know. I, I think Kamaru Usman fights a smart fight. But he fights a gritty and grindy fight. So that's why I'm actually leaning Kamaru Usman to win the fight via decision. Because there's more value, obviously, there. And uh, obviously, then I like the over as well, uh, you know, even though it's juiced uh, heavily to the over. Yeah, that's how you can really shorten that price tag. And Kamaru Usman, if you like him like Jordan does via decision, DraftKings will give you minus twenty there. Uh, I'm kind of with you as well. One of my better plays for the week is the over uh, the four and a half rounds. If you think it's going to go all five, there it is at minus 150. That's certainly where I'm leaning. So I'm right there with you in how stylistically this fight is going to go. Another fight that I think you and I agree on stylistically is what we might see in the co-main. I don't know exactly what we're going to see between Luke Rockhold and Paulo Costa, but it's probably going to be wild. Uh, what do you make of this matchup here at middleweight, which is being billed by the UFC as maybe the sexiest matchup ever in the middleweight division? <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad you said sexiest matchup because I'll accept that. I won't accept that the winner of this fight, or especially if it's Luke Rockhold, is in line for a title shot. <laughs> I think that's preposterous, and I've heard that narrative by some people. I, I don't know what we're getting with Luke Rockhold. I mean, this is a guy that was out of the sport. He was done. He was retired. You know, he had been finished in, in, in his last three fights. He went up to light heavyweight. That was a terrible experiment. Now he's cutting back down to 185 at 37 years of age, and he's taking on a berserker, a guy that's, that's called the eraser, and he's called the eraser for a reason because, you know, he, he is carved out of stone. He hits hard. He hits with tremendous volume, and he's got very good cardio. We saw that on display in the Yoel, Yoel Romero and even in his last fight uh, in that catchweight fight against Marvin Vittori. Um, I don't like this fight for Luke Rockhold. I think Luke's going to probably have to go back and get this fight to the ground if he can, which means that he's going to have to close the distance against Paulo Costa, and that uh, I, I think is a recipe for disaster. And I just don't trust the chin anymore of Luke Rockhold. So uh, I'm all in on the under. I think we're going to get a quick finish. Both of these guys do have something to prove because, you know, look, if Rockhold gets the fight to the ground, I also think it's over because I don't know if Paulo Costa outside of using his brute strength. That's what we know about him. If he gets the fight taken to the ground, he doesn't really have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu grappling background. He just uses strength to get up. That's not going to work against a, a top-tier top wrestler like Luke Rockhold. But my play is Paulo Costa on a finish. You know, the KO, TKO, dollar fifty price you see there on the screen. I like that, uh, and I like the under. I think someone's getting finished early in this fight. I'm right there with you. I'm playing the under as well. Uh, it's minus $1.10. Now, you could have got plus money early in the week at DraftKings. So you see where the public sentiment certainly and maybe some sharps move in that number a little bit to minus $1.10 for the under a round and a half. And again, I, I just can't get the thought out of my head. Uh, what did Michael Bisping call it? Left-hand Larry that knocked out Luke Rockhold to win the middleweight crown way back when. So you get knocked out pillow, by... Pillow, pillow fists knocked him out. Pillow you get, fists You get knocked, knocked out, out by Michael Bisping. Love Michael Bisping with Paulo Costa. It's a little bit harder than the count does, so uh, that could be a very interesting fight there. When you look at Jose Aldo against Marab Dilashvili here, and again, I'm I'm just amazed that Father Time has not gotten to Jose Aldo yet. I know that now the betting market has shifted towards Marab in this fight. Maybe they're thinking it's going to finally catch up to him with a guy like Dilashvili, who is one of those blanket wrestlers, right? He wants to 
She really wants to smother the cage, you know, take away your mobility. Can he do that against the King of Rio? Which way would you lean in this one? I'm going to lean the King of Rio. I mean, and here's the reason why. Three-fight winning streak against some very top-tier talent in the Bantamweight division. Now, now obviously, prior to that, the Peter Yan fight, the Volkanovsky fight, the Holloway fights come to mind. But Jose Aldo has feasted on guys like Marab Divishvili that hunt for takedowns or top-tier wrestlers. The stand-up's a little bit questionable. And we saw Marab get tagged in that fantastic fight his last time out against Marlon Marais. If you haven't seen it yet, go back and watch those two rounds. It is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But Jose Aldo, I think, his takedown defense, his striking is going to be enough even to survive a guy, Marab Divishvili, who's got, what, 50 takedowns in the UFC? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Father time, I don't think, catches up yet with Jose Aldo. I, I like him as an underdog. I'm, I'm going to play him for sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's Marab Divishvili's time. He's obviously had a great camp. Certainly believe he will evolve as a striker. But I don't know if he's on the all-day level just yet. Uh, right there with you. Go back and watch that Marais fight against Marab Dilashvili. Unbelievable two rounds of action there. It showed you that Marab, even when he looked down and out, could still come back and flip the turntables a little bit on that one. So we'll see how that plays out. Very quickly, any thoughts on Willianon against Lucia Putalova here? Because right now Putalova uh, is a small favorite at minus $1.20 in the women's bantamweight division. Why is this fight on the pay-per-view? I mean, that's that's my first thought. Yeah. The second thought is, yeah, Putalova, I, I think just just her aggression uh, the volume, I think, is going to be enough. I think we're looking at a natural, you know, women's fight on the over. Certainly, I don't think either fighter is going to get a finish. But Pude Lava just slightly reflecting kind of a pick em fight. So that's where I would uh, reside my selection as well. But it's not going to be a f- an official pick for me for sure. Yeah, and again, the top three fights of this uh, pay-per-view certainly are very intriguing and maybe a little bit lackluster when you look at Tyson Pedro back in the octagon over a $7 favorite against Harry Hunsucker here. How do you handicap a fight like this where you look at it and you go, well, this is such a mismatch. You can understand why. Is there a puncher's chance for Huntsucker, or do you think this is priced accordingly? There might be a puncher's chance. You know, he looked good on the scale. You know, I was surprised that he looked good cutting down from heavyweight to light heavyweight. But my play is going to be look to take advantage of Tyson Pedro's skill set. And I think he's going to look for a submission. He did get a TKO the last time out against Ike Villanueva. This time, I think uh, the, the submission prop is the play, you know, tag Hunsucker early, get on top of him, you know, snatch an arm, snatch a neck, although Hunsucker doesn't really have a neck, so snatch the arm, <laughs> plus 275, uh, you know, for, for Pedro to win via submission, so that'll be my play. If you want to get cute, I think it's plus 300 in, in the first round. I don't think that that, you know, extra value is worth it, uh, so Tyson Pedro gets him out of there really quickly. There's a reason why they put him at the, at the start of the pay-per-view against a guy like Hunsucker. They expect Tyson Pedro to win and win pretty uh, convincingly. And again, I think that's a great rule of thumb for everybody out there. Certainly if you're new to UFC betting, you don't have to lay the over $7 price tag here. Find other ways to be profitable because if you get the one punch knockout surprise, that's a lot of units you got to try to make up if you lose a big one, like a 730 favorite. Hey, Jordan, really appreciate it, man. Uh, great job in the pod and appreciate you each and every week here on First Strike. Always good to talk to you, Dave. Enjoy the fights. There he is, Jordan Sherwood out of Chicago. Give him a follow at Wood on 1063. When we come back, the pride of Pittsburgh. Kevin Ioli joins the program. Come on back. It's First Strike here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to be able to bet on more than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and futures for all MMA events. Eligible restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for the full terms and conditions. We roll on first strike here on VEASAN. Dave Ross here. Now a pleasure to be joined by Kevin Ioli from Yahoo Sports. Does a great job covering all combat sports for Yahoo. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Kevin I. And Kevin, before we get into this big UFC 278 card, I got to ask you about Alexander Usyk against Anthony Joshua here because I look at Joshua, a small dog here for Anthony. He's seen about a, a plus sixty uh, in this fight against Usyk, who's over a $2 betting favorite. What do you make of this heavyweight matchup? Well, first of all, it's the first time in Joshua's career that he's been an underdog, so uh, that should tell you something. But, you know, I think it's going to be a similar fight to the last time that they had where Usyk kind of won going away. He won eight or nine rounds, depending on which judge you talk to. Uh, The British judge had it close, and it was in London. But I think, you know, Usyk has that um, 
amazing ability, like, say, a Vasolo Machenko. He has that footwork to get himself out of trouble. He's a great boxer. He's awkward. And what he's proven in these last couple of fights, including the win over A.J. Dave, is that he has the ability to be a, a heavyweight. He he won the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, he As an Olympian, he won the heavyweight gold, uh, gold medal the same year Joshua won the super medal, heavyweight gold medal. But he was always a smaller guy. And that was the question of him going up. Could he handle the size uh, of these big heavyweights? And he proved without a doubt he could. And he's such a good boxer. I like him to win this fight, no doubt. Ooh, uh, and very quickly, I know that Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, has said he's just going to wander off into the distance and he's done with boxing. The winner of this fight, you know how it is with heavyweights. They never retire, Kevin. is. No, have we not. seen the last of Tyson Fury? I don't think so. I mean, there's going to be... Think about this. These two guys are guaranteed $75 million for uh, Saturday night's fight. And the winner against Tyson Fury is going to be even bigger than that. So you think Tyson Fury is going to walk away from uh, close to $100 million or maybe more than $100 million payday? I don't think so. Yeah, the, the, the Gypsy King, he says he doesn't. He's not motivated by money. That's going to be a tough payday to turn down whoever wins this fight this weekend. All right, let's get to UFC 278. It is an intriguing uh, main event for sure. When you look at Kamaru Usman, again, I've talked about it here and all week, really. I mean, you're looking at pound for pound. I think he's at the top of the food chain right now. And then you talk about all time when it comes to the welterweight division, if Kamaru Usman is, in fact, the best. I wonder, does legacy start to creep into his mentality here, or does he keep it simple and keep doing what Kamaru Usman does to grind down another victory against Leon Rocky Edwards? You know, that's what he said the other day when I talked to him, that he doesn't think at all about all those things. He said that if he keeps doing his job, I'm going to get everything that I want to get. And so I have to go out there. And he said, I'm as hungry today as I was for my pro debut. Uh, and that's hard to believe for a lot of people because he's made millions of dollars. You know, he's pound for pound the best fighter in the world. You know, some people think he's pound for pound the best fighter of all time. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's there quite yet, but he's certainly, at least in that discussion. And it's hard to imagine that he's able to put all that aside, but he insists absolutely that's the secret to my success. So if he does that, you know, he beat Leon Edwards in 2015 when they met the first time when neither one was really a well -known, that well-known of a fighter. Since then, Leon Edwards has won nine in a row with a no contest. Usman's won 13 in a row. Um, you know, they've both been amazing going forward. But I think, you know, I like Usman here because of his wrestling, and I think he has more ways to win the fight. Leon Edwards is not out of the fight by any stretch of the imagination. He's a great striker. He has really good uh, standing elbows. Um, and I and I think he's a smart guy in the ring. But I think when push comes to shove, if there's trouble, Usman has that wrestling to rely on. He's never been taken down, and he's one of the best at uh, at uh, uh, takedowns himself. So I think that's going to be the difference. I like Usman to win. I, I also like the fight to go the distance. I do, too. That's exactly where I'm leading, to. I think this will more than likely go all five rounds here. If you think it goes to the decision, uh, it's minus $1.50 to that point. And you're right, Kevin. You know how this works, too. It's sometimes even in boxing, but certainly more in MMA. A lot of times, rematches go the same way that we saw the first time around. And Usman's wrestling was the difference there. You mentioned Leon Edwards has gotten much more proficient in the wrestling takedown defense and certainly his offensive wrestling as well, but probably doesn't want to utilize that. He's really no. got to use that left hand, correct, Kevin, if there's going to yeah, be no, an upset here? 
Yeah, he wants to be throwing him, and he's not going to look to wrestle. You know, the only thing he's going to try to do is keep himself on his feet, right? So he's going to have to try to defend uh, Usman's takedown attempts. Uh, but, you know, he's not going to look to wrestle any way offensively. But, you know, he's a great striker. But, you know, remember that first fight, if you go back and you look at it, it's available on UFC Fight Pass. Usman had the advantage of striking back he then. Did. That was seven years ago. And so... Uh, you know, this guy's a complete fighter, and I don't think he gets a, a credit for as good, being as good as he is. Because, you know, he, he he was a Division II All-American, but he, he didn't have that notoriety as this, like, you know, NCAA Division I All-American who wrestled on ESPN and won and maybe went into the Olympics or something. He didn't have that kind of notoriety. But, boy, can this guy fight. I mean, he has everything you want in a fighter, and he's always in magnificent condition. No question. And, Kevin, you're right on. You think of guys like Daniel Cormier and Justin Gaethje when they came into the UFC – from other organizations, they always had that wrestling pedigree to, to fall back on with higher acclaim. Kamaru Usman, when you define mixed martial artist, you, there might be a picture of Kamaru Usman. That's how well-developed his game is. Uh, let's go down a division here, and I'll go down to the lightweights with Leonardo Santos against Jared Flash Gordon in this one. Uh, Gordon here is a solid favorite, about minus 265 here. What do you make of this matchup for the lightweights? You know, um, I think this is an interesting fight. And, you know, a lot of times when you see Jared Gordon going against a guy who's a black belt, it makes you hold your breath a little bit. But I think that uh, Leonardo Santos is a, a different kind of black belt. You know, he's not a guy that um, is looking to shoot doubles and take you down. I mean, you know, he's a guy that's content to strike. You know, he has some pretty good hands and he can uh, do some things. But I also think, you know, he's a guy like he'll do trips and judo throws and and fight, you know, clinching along the cage and then do that kind of stuff. And I think that's where Jared Gordon's striking is really good. The dirty boxing on the inside. Uh, Gordon has really heavy hands. And so I, I like Gordon. I don't like to lay that much with a guy that, you know, is is up and down as Gordon is. But I, I think in this fight, the matchup is a really favorable one for Gordon. So I, I like Jared Gordon to win this fight. If you don't want to lay the big price tag there, Kevin, would you think about the KOTKO DQ prop for Gordon, which is plus 225? So instead of laying the 265, or do you think this might hit the scorecards and therefore nullify that, that plus money? Yeah, I think there's a chance it hits the scorecards, but I'll tell you what, you know, um, Gordon is a hard hitter, and I, and I don't think Santos is going to be afraid to exchange hands with him. So, you know, if Gordon can catch him with an uppercut or something when they're, you know, on the uh, inside, you know, he could finish it. I mean, so that's a way that you could, you know, maybe save a little money by going that route. But I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and lay the money and play Gordon to win. Uh, I don't uh, age discriminate at all, Kevin. But when you look at a 42-year-old guy in Santos versus a 33-year-old in Gordon, that's got to lean you to the younger guy's way, right? You never hear me complaining about old guys, right? So, <laughs> and You and I, we're not going to complain. We always root for the old guys, that's for sure. Uh, let's talk about the women's bantamweight division, Wu Yunan against uh, Lucia uh, Pudalova here. Pudalova, a small favorite, minus $1.20. Uh, Yunan here, plus $1. What do you make of this matchup here for the bantamweights? Well, it, it's two fighters that desperately need a win, right? And and it's kind of amazing. When they win, they usually finish. You know, when they lose, they usually lose by decision. So <laughs> it, it's kind of like what happens with them? What's their mentality? I think a lot of it is part uh, due to approach. Um, I, I, I'm going to not pick a winner between them. I'm going to go with I think it's going to go the route. You know, I think you're going to see these uh, fighters fight cautiously a little bit and play for a decision. So I'm going to go ahead and play fight will go three full rounds. And again, if you think it's going to go the distance, that's minus 330 there. Now, if you want to pick a side with it going the decision, you go pick Wu Yunan at plus $1.50 
and small money on Pudelova at plus $1.30. So I'm picking up what you're putting down, Kevin. If you're not really sure which way it's going to go and what feels like a pretty even fight, the fight to go all three rounds might be the better way to go. When you look at Harry Hunsucker in this main event on the main event card against Tyson Pedro, nobody likes to lay 730 in any fight here, but it does feel lopsided here. Is there any way, any better way to handicap this, Kevin? Or do you just go, well, if you like Pedro, take him by KO, or DQ, if you think he's going to walk through Harry Hunsucker? Yeah, and I think he is, right? So, I mean, that's going to be the the big thing here. You know, Harry's, I think his only shot is, you know, just throw a big wild punch and, and catch uh, Pedro coming in. Pedro's a complete fighter. I like him in the fight, and I think, you know, Pedro wins this by KO. So if you like him by KO, you really shorten that price ten down to, to minus two twenty five for the big favorite. If you think he might, you know, sink in a, a choke there and get the sub, if he gets him hurt, that's plus two seventy five. If you like to find the better options there uh, instead of laying that big money in seven thirty right now in Tyson Pater. I know a lot of people like to play those dogs, but Kevin, I'm with you. I don't see a whole lot of value in it. Uh, how do you how do you do this very quickly in the final minute, Kevin? When you got boxing. And you got UFC going on at the same time. Are you watching every screen you have? So it's going to be crazy. So tomorrow, um, so I'm not going to be at other events. So I'll be at home. So I got Joshua. Joshua's going to walk between 2.30 and 3 o'clock Las Vegas time. So that'll be right when the UFC undercard starting. So I'll focus on Joshua and Usyk till that's done. Write my column. Switch back over to UFC. It'll be easy. I've done it. I've done much worse before, believe me. A man after my own heart. You can't get enough combat sports. Watch one of them flip over to the other. Kevin, appreciate you as always, my friend. Enjoy the fights. We'll catch up again next week. There he is, everybody. Kevin Ioli. Follow Kevin at Kevin I. When we come back, the analytical thoughts of Reed Kuhn next on First Strike on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we roll on this edition of First Strike Breakdown UFC 278. For the help from the analytical side, we go back to the great city, the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., my old stomping grounds. Reed Kuhn joins us there. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Fightnomics, the author of a book of the same name. My mom loves your background because she knows you're ready to party once Saturday night comes down uh, with a great fight card, Reed. Let's get into some of these fights on the undercard first that your numbers might have found some value here. Sean Woodson, we know he's an all-action fighter, big favorite against Luis Saldana. What do you make of this matchup here? What are the numbers showing you? Yeah, this this is probably like my weakest stab, but again, it's a value play, right? When you see an inflated line, and we do have a lot of big favorites this week, we have a lot of three-to-one favorites, um, you're just looking for something that's closer to a coin flip and Saldana does look dangerous. I don't know if he wins in a three-round fight. I think he could get lucky with a finish. Both guys are going to bang. Um, they're both very accurate. And they're also very, very rangy for featherweights, like abnormally so. Uh, Woodson especially. The guy has a 78-inch reach. If that is believable as a featherweight, that's you know bigger than most welterweights. So um, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen on the feet, but I do like the fact that if they if they just bang it out, I, I don't know. This could go anywhere. And if you're going to give me a return north of plus 200, I'll jump on that. I'll take a small play there. But also, I do see a lot of finishing potential. Um, that way, if my guy doesn't win, he gets finished. It's probably Woodson inside the distance. So I'm going to play this on both sides, inside the distance, and maybe a small stab on Lewis. There it is. And again, you look at uh, plus money there, plus a dollar five under two and a half rounds potentially. And I think it's a great point Reed, that you made about finding the value in this. And because I go back to last week, Joe Mearshart uh, was a big underdog there. You talked about it on first strike a week ago that the number was too inflated, that it was closer uh, in your estimation and boom, that cash is you hit one of those and it really could help set your night up. Uh, the rest of the night on a fight card. Let's talk about uh, Jared Gordon here. He is a sizable favorite here, about minus 265 here against Leonardo Santos. What are the numbers showing you here on Gordon against Santos? Yeah, the first one that jumps off the page is Santos is now 42 and a half. Um, That is very rare. He is flirting with oldest fighter on the roster at this point. He's been very inactive recently. When he was fighting, though, man, he was really good. He was riding a streak. He was even winning fights at the age of 40, which is unusual. Um, he has you know, good hands. He has knockdowns. He has submissions. Uh, he's a finisher. But honestly, at that age, he's fighting a much younger guy and a guy who is willing to grind it. He is going to wrestle. Gordon is going to go after takedowns early and often. And I just believe that Santos won't stand up to that for very long. He does have 87% takedown defense. I don't know how long that lasts, though, when you're getting you know, repeat attacks from a wrestler. And I think that's going to be a theme in many fights on this card. Um, eventually, you go down. 
so I like Gordon, the wrestler here, one way or the other. And as long as he stays out of trouble from submissions and top control, I think he kind of coasts on this if he can get it where he wants it. And read very quickly, when people hear wrestler, right, sometimes they think, well, if he gets the fight down, he gets the control, does he look for a sub or does he go ground and pound if people are trying to find the manner of victory to shorten the price tag a little bit? Plus 225 if you think Gordon get it done via KO, TKO, or DQ. Nine to one if he tries to look for a sub, but that's probably not the way that Gordon would go, right, if he does get the, the ground control? No, I, I think this stretches the fight. I think it goes over or goes to the distance. And in that scenario, wrestling heavy, three-round fight, lighter fighters, then I see Gordon with a decision. That's If I had to pick a particular prop, that's probably where I would go. And I, and I can get plus money on a favorite there. There you go. Exactly. You're flipping it right there. Instead of laying that big price tag with Gordon, now it's plus twenty via decision if it does go all three and he can control it with the wrestling. Uh, that's a really good pathway, people out there, to try to get the best of the number uh, if you can disco- discover what we think the manner of victory will be. Uh, I look at Alexander Romanov. He's a big favorite against Mycene, uh, Marcin Tibera. Tibera is an interesting fighter, right? I know you've got a lot of data on him uh, against Romanov here. Decided favorite, minus 340. It, it, do the numbers back up that big line? Yeah, and I say this as someone who has backed Tabura several times, and he's come through. Um, he's not an outstanding fighter on on paper. He comes across a bit average, uh, especially as a heavyweight. He's only scored one knockdown. He's been dropped four times in return. So is he as much of a threat with his hands? He's got accurate hands, um, but they just kind of pair up very evenly on the feet. So knowing that Tabura isn't known for one-punch knockout power, I think that buys Romanov some time. And what I said about Gordon attempting a lot of takedowns, double that for (laughs) Romanov. So he is attempting takedowns at a furious pace, uh, one and a half per minute while standing. So as long as he's in open water, chances are he's just waiting for that moment for a takedown. And when he gets on the ground, he's been very good at control, while Tybura has been controlled very often. He, He almost never ends up in top control. So he doesn't really have a submission game to threaten there. So I think this is probably Romanov rolling with ground and pound, and they are heavyweights. I'm not going to pick a, a total here, uh, but Romanov becomes my guy who is a more safe parlay anchor. And there it is, too. Look at all the plus money here on the Romanov side here. Win by decision, which is, is risky, to your point, because he could look for, for a sub or get that ground and pound stoppage. Win by decision is plus a dollar. Uh, by finish, rather, is plus a dollar. By decision is two to one. Sub is plus 350. KO, TKO, DQ, plus 165. So the odds makers are telling you, Reed, right there, he can win this fight so many different ways. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, with wrestlers, with ground and pound guys, uh, he does have submissions. Uh, that makes him very dangerous in all ways. But I'm going to sit back and just bank all of those little winning plays that he might have and just pile them up on taking a side here. I like him at, at the side. I'm not going to try to outguess myself on the finish. And I'm still mad at Patty the Batty a couple weeks ago in, in London because I had him by KO, TKO, or DQ. What does he do? He gets the fight down to the ground, sinks in the sub, so you can lose it that way. So sometimes don't get too cute, to Reed's point. Uh, let's talk about Marav Dilashvili here uh, against the King of Rito in, in Jose Aldo. Look, I marvel at guys like Aldo that you can go down a weight class here when he was arguably one of the best featherweights we'd ever seen at 145. He's a winner of three in a row, but Dilashvili, that smothering style that he has at 135 pounds, what is, it, what is the data showing you? Because I know you have tons of it on Aldo. Yeah, we've got plenty of Aldo data, um, and I, I've even gone against him a few times, and he's come through. He continues to perform at a very high level, even though he's advancing in age and cumulative damage. 
Um, he still proves that he's one of those guys. And you know, just think about, I saw him today. He looked terrible on the scale. He often looks bad on the scale, and yet he still comes through and puts in three rounds. Now, he's maybe not a five-round fighter the way he used to be. Um, he used to kind of fade, but he used to build up so much momentum it's, he could coast and survive. This fight, he is going to have to wrestle, and I think he's also going to be in the clinch a lot. Mayrab tends to use the clinch, and that is often a proxy for how strong a fighter in is. Like Guys like Kamara Usman also uh, tends to be in control in the clinch. That wears you down, and it eventually gets you to the ground. While Aldo has 91% takedown defense, um, believe me, Mayrab is not the first guy to go in there and think, oh, I'm just going to wrestle him because his hands are so good. Everybody's tried that. Very few people have done it effectively. Mayrab might be one of those guys. Uh, I think he, if he's going to do it, he's going to have to lean on Aldo against the cage and set up those takedowns. And it's very interesting there. If you think he can get a submission, 11-1 long shot for Dioshvili to get a finish via sub, K-O-T-K-R-D-Q, also kind of a long shot at plus 550. It feels like what they're telling you is by decision, if you like Marab, you could get that at plus thirty. Do you think this fight goes the distance? I do lean the over on this one. I know it's kind of juiced, um, but again, I'm, I'm banking on Marab to be a wrestler here, and I know that Aldo is very hard to finish. So um, even assuming that we're in a winning spot, I don't see Aldo as going quietly. Got a couple minutes to go here, Reed. I want to get the thoughts on the, the top two fights here. Luke Rockhold, a sizable dog, talking a lot of smack there with with uh, Paulo Costa here. What do you think you're going to see with these two guys who sometimes can be maybe a little bit uh, unpredictable? Yeah, Rockhold, it's tough. I, I have a long history with Rockhold, known him from back in the day, used to provide him numbers. Um, he is still one of the most gifted yep. finishers, like dual threat fighters. He's excellent long-range striking. He's very lanky. Um, and he has good kickboxing. And then on the ground, he does some unorthodox things. He's been very good. His submission game is arguably better than his striking game. The problem has been the chin, obviously. But that came against some pretty heavy hitters. I mean, he was fighting strikers when he got knocked out. And he certainly took way too much risk against Michael Bisming when he lost his belt. Since then, it's been a lot of trouble. Costa does have heavy hands. Um, now, on paper, they're not quite as heavy as some of the guys that Rockhold has faced. And Rockhold does seem to be more motivated than ever before. So I'm actually going to take a stab at Rockhold here. I even took a long shot flyer on Rockhold by submission. Ooh. I think the the I think we're getting more than ten to one return on that. Um, but you know it's a fifty fifty coin flip. Costa gets a knockout, or Rockhold actually finds some time to work and find an opening. Only have thirty seconds to go for the main event, but Usman's a big favorite. Do you think he still claims that crown, the mythical one? of the best fighter in the world, does he walk away with that title still intact? I do think he does. I, I know the price is inflated. This is actually to the point where I'm not going to bet the straight line. Um, I think the value is gone there, but that still means I agree that he should be north of a three to one favorite. He is probably going to win. The difference, again, is the wrestling. The same factors are in play. They're both good strikers. Uh, Rocky is great with his hands, but he's going to get clinched. He's going to get put on the ground. and. You know, maybe there's a finish, but Usman, yes. Yeah, and still. It's gonna that's that's where it's leaning. Thank you very much, Reed. Enjoy the fights, everybody. We'll see you next week on First Strike on Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.